Yes, welcome to the NBA panel. Today I'm joined, honored to be rejoined by CBS Sports College basketball columnist and television analyst, Gary Paris. Gary, what's going on? I'm all good, man. You been all right? Yeah, man. Ready for this college season to come. It's here. <laughs> it's here. I always, um, you know, I love the season, obviously. Uh, yes. It's always terrific and, and filled with twists and turns. But I also enjoy the off season, and it really does seem just like yesterday. I was like, okay, off season's here. I can, uh, <laughs> you know, put my suitcase up and and, yes. and slow down a little bit. And, and now it's all over. We're right back into the, the thick of it for, you know, about another five months. We're going full speed. Yes, can we? I got to tell you, I've been getting um, ticket pre-sellers for the upcoming NCAA tournament weeks ago. Getting me ready for it. Like, <laughs> that was that was one of the summers. I sent email alerts. But like I said, it's here now. Can't wait. That's what I love about the college season. It's, um, it's unpredictable. Every year we have teams that come out when the conference tournament, get into the tournament and make noise. There's nothing like it. Yeah, it's one of the great things, if not the greatest thing, about the NCAA tournament. It's something I hope, and I think most others hope, we, we never lose, which is um, that single elimination tournament of 40-minute basketball games that really captures the attention of the country uh, for a three-week span. And, and and like you said, it is often unpredictable. You know, we could talk for hours in advance of the 2022 NCAA tournament and none yeah. of us are ever going to bring up St. Peter's going to the Elite Eight. It's just not going to right. be part of the conversation. But yeah. then it happens, and it's an all-time uh, great story. And, um, you know, then for, for, you know, for, for all of those types of stories, St. Peter's last season, George Mason once upon a time, uh, Florida Gulf Coast once upon a time, BCU once upon a time, Loyola Chicago once upon a time, you look up in the championship game of last season's NCAA tournament, and it's, you know, two blue bloods, you know, North Carolina and, and Kansas, and, and you know, two, two of the biggest and, and best basketball programs in the country. So uh, that, that event, 68 teams, always delivers something interesting. Uh, I say yeah. this all, all the time. You get – sometimes we do get boring Super Bowls, and we do get boring World Series, and we do get yeah. boring NBA Finals. Yeah. You never get a boring NCAA tournament. You don't That's true. The excitement's going to come exactly, but it, it's yes. coming. It's going to be there at some point. Definitely, definitely. And I was able to cover last year's Final Four. It was amazing. The atmosphere in, the, in the, um, New Orleans was, was ecstatic. There was nothing like it. <laughs> nothing yes, like New Orleans it. is a great city for, for that event. You know, there are other great ones. Indianapolis is terrific. San Antonio is terrific. But yeah. you could put New Orleans right up there with, with anybody and, you know, right. Uh, I was smart enough to take my wife with me uh, last year. She can she can tell me when it's time to go to bed. That's the one thing yeah. about New Orleans they don't uh, they don't tell you to go home. There's always yeah. something else to do. So you gotta you gotta plan strategically, particularly at my age. But uh, yeah. yeah, it was a it was a blast. I can't wait to go back. Yeah, this year everybody's headed to Houston. Maybe maybe we can meet up there. Hopefully, we'll see. Can't like wait. To do that. Definitely. Yes. Um, you've been at CBS Sports since 2006. Tell us about your great podcast on basketball and the coverage you bring us you know um when i got hired at cbs sports in 2006 my job was to write a column that's it just write a column you know a few times a week um, there right. was no podcast there was no real video responsibility i right. didn't have the television responsibility so just like the world has changed drastically you know since 2006 my my job has changed dramatically since 2006 i, I now and more of a TV uh, personality than I am right. a, a writer. 
you right. know, in studio throughout the, the, the week, um, you know, pretty much every week starting in January uh, throughout the season. I do sideline reporting. You know, later this week I'll be at the Veterans Classic in Annapolis, Maryland, doing um, sideline reporting from the Naval Academy for CBS Sports Network, doubleheader Houston. You know, okay. a, a, a Final Four contender is one of the teams participating in that. Um, I've got a Villanova game against, I believe, LaSalle maybe, uh, coming up, St. Joe's perhaps, coming up at, at, at some point. So I do sideline reporting now, studio work now, host right. the Ion College Basketball Podcast with Matt Norlander. And we sort of carved out, um, like having guests is, is a lot of fun and it serves a purpose. Like we had right. Vicky Black on our most recent episode, largely okay. just because we, we like Vicky Black and we talk about him all the time. Right. We, 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 for the most part, do not have guests. And we found okay. that to be a, a formula that, that works. It's just me and another guy, my friend, right. who covers this sport, right. um, you know, the, the 365 days a year, talking about the biggest topics in the sport, whatever they might be. And so we, during the season, do it three times a week, Sunday night, uh, Wednesday morning, and, and Friday morning. And it's always, you know, somewhere between 45 minutes and an hour 15. And it's, a, it's, it's, it's always a, a good time. We, have a, we, we, we really love doing that. Yeah, you're doing a phenomenal job. Phenomenal job. Uh, thanks. Yes, he's probably because ranking is about to be put to the test. Two of the teams we talked about, UNC and Kansas, last year's final, final championship finalists, they're um, ranked respectively one and five. We all know rankings change every week, so that's not going to hold up. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 you know, sometimes the preseason number one does end up uh, being the postseason number one, but it's not, right. um, it's, it's not uh, consistent in that way, which yeah. um, speaks to the parity within the sport and also the randomness yes. of, that, of that single uh, elimination uh, tournament. But North Carolina enters this season ranked number one, I think deservedly yes. so. I actually have Gonzaga. <laughs> But I got no issue with anybody voting the Tar Heels uh, atop any ballot. Uh, they've right. got four starters from a team that played for the national championship. And it's not just right. a team that got hot in the NCAA tournament. They were good for about the last seven weeks of the season. They really turned it on and became one of the, the, the very best basketball teams in the country. In other words, they didn't luck into making the championship game. They were, they were good enough to be there. And, and really everybody who mattered from that team is back except Brady Maddock, and they're trying to replace him with Pete Nance. A similar, not identical, but similar player, uh, transferred from Northwestern, who averaged about 15 points per game last season. So if he can come in and be a floor space in four for the yeah. Tar Heels, for, specifically for Armando Baycott, just like Brady Manick was last season, then I don't see any reason why Carolina can't can't be there right at the end, uh, same as they, they were a season ago. Definitely. Yeah, being number one could be a gift and a curse. You know, every night, every you want to get your best shot whether you're playing number five or number 55 right in the country. So you got to be on your toes every night. <laughs> well, there's no question. Like, you know, there, there are schools that, you know, they, they, they pride themselves on, you know, we, we've never beaten a number one team, but we have a right. chance tonight. Or we've beaten yeah. a number one team in our building three times in school history. Like, that is something that matters. It's why I, I sort of roll my eyes when – uh, people say the rankings don't matter because I, I get that the rankings don't matter in the sense that they're not going to decide a champion, but they do right. matter as it pertains to, to school pride. You know, I'm a, I'm a Memphis graduate who still lives in Memphis. And when the Tigers okay. were ranked number one in that 2007, 2008 season for the first right. time in school history, like just trust me when I tell you that mattered when Auburn was ranked number one in the AP poll last season for the first time in history, ask Bruce Pearl if, if that mattered. And so right. yeah, <laughs> it can be a blessing and a curse. A blessing yeah. in the sense that, it really announces to the world 
Larry, you've got your program right now, uh, but a, a curse to some degree in the sense that, yeah, you're not sneaking up on anybody. You know, and, and if uh, if you get beat on the road, somebody's probably storming the court on you. Yes, um, one team is ranked number 16th, Villanova. They started their new era tonight with Kyle Neptune. I'll be there tonight covering their first game with him. Um, can't wait for that. Always left covering Villanova. Always they for Jay Wright. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, wild not seeing Jay on that sideline. Yes, and yes, it will be. Particularly because, you know, when we watched Mike Krzyzewski coach his last game, we knew it was his last game. Nobody except for maybe Jay. Right. That that was his last game last season um, in in that NCAA tournament. And so, um, you know, Kyle Neptune did did a a wonderful job in his first season as a head coach this past season. I I think he was the right person to to replace Jay Wright. But, you know, there will probably be a transition. You know, Villanova is not (laughs) a favorite in the Big East. Creighton is. Villanova, you know, has injury issues with Justin Moore not being available until probably – fairly deep into the season if he's available yeah. at, at all. So right. Kyle's got his his work cut out for him. It's not easy to replace a legend, but but um, he's the right guy to try to do it for sure. Definitely. Shout out to Jay Wright. He's doing you guys to be a sportive analyst. That's a, that's a great fit. He is so knowledgeable. I interviewed him a few times while he was there. He's, well, you know, he's very knowledgeable with what he's talking about. He's just um, – and beyond that, I mean, I, we can find a lot of basketball And a great person, yes. That's the thing. We can find a lot of basketball coaches who are very knowledgeable. But yes. can you find basketball coaches who are also very personable, yes. um, easy to get along with, easy to like? You know, I, I, I never heard any – you know, college basketball, the coaching profession, is pretty cut cutthroat deal. And yet I've never heard anybody say anything about Jay, bad about Jay Wright. Everybody exactly. Him, everybody likes him and – yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to suggest I had anything to do with it. I found out Jay Wright was coming to CBS the same way you did, but I'm glad that he's. I'm glad that we we got him on board because yes, he'll be a, a terrific addition to our team. Definitely. Um, what's your thoughts on um, Hugh Davis, North Carolina? He did a phenomenal job. Got him to the championship team last championship game. Sorry, last year as we talked about already, the team has bought him to the team has bought him to bought him to him early, and they love playing for him. Yeah, he, he really weathered that tough start tremendously. Um, you know, as you know, it didn't get off to a, a great deal. They lost early to Purdue, got blown out by Tennessee, got blown yeah. out by Kentucky, got blown out by Miami, got blown out by Wake Forest. And folks were starting to wonder, like, okay, is this guy is is this guy capable of doing this job? Because yeah. the list of assistants – who seem like they'll be great head coaches, but when they get the job, it just doesn't work for some reason. Right. It's pretty long. There's a whole bunch of guys who were, you know, great assistants who I was – I would have bet you a lot of money, man, as soon as this person gets his head coaching opportunity, he's going to knock it out of the park, and they just don't. And it was maybe – I don't want to say starting to look like that was the case with Hubert, but people were starting to wonder whether it was the case with Hubert. And then uh, a couple of things happened. First, he stuck to his guns. He, he, he said, this is the way we're going to play, and I'm not bending, so you're going to have to do it my way. And then I think the most obvious thing is that they, they moved R.J. Davis to, to, to primary point guard and, and moved Caleb Love largely, uh, almost entirely off the ball. Yeah. And basically said, R.J., you run our team. Caleb, you just go score. Don't worry about getting other people involved. Just be a great scorer. And that's when things – it really started to, to click. And so the good news for Hubert is that you don't have to 
figure that out in November, December, January like you did last right. season. You've already got it figured out. You head into game one. R.J. Davis is your point. Caleb Love's playing beside him. Go score. You've got one of the best bigs in the, in the country, and Armando Baycott up front, one of the great uh, two-way wings in the country, and Leaky Black. And yes. again, if Pete Nance can step in and, and uh, you know, make shots and just keep that floor spaced the way Brady Manick did, and you've got a team that's quite clearly, in my mind, good enough to, to win a national championship. Definitely. And, yes, on one team that's going to be led by another another coach, talk about being not no sport on the sideline, uh, John Swire taking over for Coach K and Duke. Um, the Cameron Curry is going to be led by a new coach now. That's going to be a whole different look than seeing Coach K on the sideline. We knew this was yeah. coming, but when it tips right. off tonight, it's going to be different. <laughs> It really is. Now, you know, I'm a believer in John. I've known him since he was a player. I, I like him a lot on a personal level. I think he's yeah. really sharp on a professional level. He set himself up to be successful by right. enrolling the number one recruiting class in America with three of the top four prospects. And right now in 2023, he's got another, you know, ridiculous class on the way. Yeah. Um, but he is a first-year coach, and he's going to be relying on a lot of first-year players. And that's, that that usually means – there's going to be some up and down. Like, you know, right. I, I'm not ruling anything out, but I'd be surprised if it went smoothly without issues. But right. ultimately, you know, talent tends to win out in this game, and he's got, he's got a lot of talent on that roster. I wish he had one or two more returning players, yeah. um, you know, guys outside of just Jeremy Roach. But, uh, you know, with, when you put the ball in Jeremy's hands, you got, you know, these five-star prospects all around him. Uh, Duke's going to be good enough to, to, to compete with Carolina and I think Virginia for that ACC title. Definitely. And, cause, I mean, yeah, Duke has that great six-man and Cameron Crazy that I just mentioned. That that, that ring is always rocking all the time. So, yeah, it's, you got extra it's, help. It's, yeah, it's a terrific place. Like, I always tell people, you know, you hear about bucket list and, you know, it, you can never do it. And my two in college basketball are Cameron Indoor and, and Allen Fieldhouse. Like, they both live up to expectations. You walk in, you look around. It's a little bit like going to Wrigley Field, a little bit like going to Fenway Park. Like you've seen it your whole life on TV, and now you're here, and it's just yeah. as cool as you imagined it, it would be. Um, anybody who ever has a chance to, to get into that building for a game, um, yeah. if you care about college basketball at all, try to do it because it really is a, a, a terrific, one of a you know one of a kind experience. Definitely. And what what would college basketball be without Dick Vitale? He's returning to the sidelines. I'm so happy. He he's one of one. We all know. He, without without college basketball, there's Nick, no, no Dick Vitale. Without Dick Vitale, there's no college basketball. Yeah, and you know, Dick is somebody I've, I've been fortunate to get to know over the years. You know, I grew up like everybody else watching him on TV. Yes. And because of our jobs, you know, you end up having a, a friendship with him. And yes. I, I, I tell you, um, I, I think everybody assumes Dick Vitale is a nice guy. Um, but if, if you're ever unsure, just trust me, he's the best. Yes. Uh, just passionate and, and good-hearted and always wanting to, to, to help people, particularly children battling cancer, yes. his heart is so in, in, in the right place. And so to watch him go through his health scare over the past year or so yes. has been, you know, really, you know, that's, it's scary stuff. And I think Dick would tell you it's scary stuff, but he seems to be doing much better now. And I, I can't wait yes. to see him um, on the sideline. Like, you, know, you could make an argument that for, you know, the past, you know, three decades, nobody has been more of the face of college basketball in many ways than yes. Vitale. And um, it's, it's awesome that we're going to get to see him keep working a little bit longer, and hopefully for, for many years to come. 
Yes, can't wait. I've had the pleasure of speaking with Big Vital a couple of times on the panel. Uh, each, each episode I took as, as a special one because his time is so valuable and he just he's one of one, so I can say. <laughs> he's the best. He's a, he's like a, he's just a sweetheart of a of a man. And uh, yes, that that's you know I I know that his uh, style of analysis isn't for everybody. And I right. Think he probably knows it isn't for everybody. But man, that that doesn't matter to me at all. I just when I see Dick Vitale, all I see is somebody who really loves the sport, yes, and, and really loves life. And and you know, if if we could all be more like him, we'd we'd be better off. Definitely, yes. The season six off tonight. Can't wait. Hopefully, see you in Houston. As I said earlier, Gary, thank you so much for your time. Always a pleasure. Oh, it's my pleasure. I appreciate you having me, man. Let's do it again sometime. Yes, sir. Do the rest of your day. You too. Yes, that was CBS Sports College basketball columnist and television analyst Gary Paris. Thanks for joining me. Catch you next time.